98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Good morning, Daniel. Uh, Tig, have you ever thought about this? Uh, you know, we have all these uh, crazy telescopes now and astronomers watching space at all times. If uh, we did receive some type of transmission from aliens, mm -hmm. do you know if there's a plan in place what the astronomers and government would do? I have no idea. I don't think we want to be visited by anybody, though. I was reading about this uh, article here. How would we respond? Believe it or not, there's no real plan for dealing with it in a coordinated way. So some people over the United Kingdom are trying to come up with some, like, protocols and things like that. The current guidelines for astronomers uh, basically just have three steps. First, they verify the signal is real. Two, they announce it to the world. And three, they don't respond until there's an international discussion on how to handle it. Hey, you know, I, I know we watch these, uh, you know, those are the Jetsons and aliens and whatever. Were they? There were zero aliens in the well, Jetsons. Whatever. That just simply took place in the future. I see. Okay, so whatever. Okay, but, uh, you don't I need don't to be think, in charge of handling anything. I don't anything. think we want aliens to ever visit us. And why is that? Well, like, let's say we have a resource that they need on their planet. Why would they care what we want? They would just destroy us and take what they wanted, right? Could. Yeah, there's a, I guess there's a 50-50 shot. Either the aliens are sweet like E.T. <laughs> and, uh, you know, their fingers glow red and they drink beers and you also get drunk, which would be a nice... They drink the Wait, beer and then e. you get... drink a beer? Yeah, you remember uh, he had bonded with Elliot at oh. school and uh, he had drank... The E.T. was at home and drank beers and so then they... Elliot also, oh, also felt drunk, yeah. All right, so it, it could be E.T. alien or it could be... Predator. <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to risk it. I, I don't either, because I don't know that at this point in my, I, you know, I'm getting old. I don't even know I could beat up E.T. <laughs> Punch him in that big old flat nose of his, I would try. But, yeah, I'm with you. I don't want, I really, you know, no disrespect aliens if you're already here, but I don't want them to be here. Let's turn to new Jackson Dean. It's 98.5 The Bull. Don't come looking. Got a head full of noise, about a hundred that is uh, Jackson Dean is his name. Don't come looking. It's 98.5 The Bull. How about that? Good morning, Daniel. How are you? Good morning, Tig. Uh, a little nervous about the weather tonight. It's supposed to get the uh, wind is what they're looking at. I haven't mm -hmm. seen anything about tornadoes or anything like that, but I know that it's supposed to be very windy tonight. I mean, they canceled uh, high school football because of it. Yeah, they moved games around. And uh, I'm supposed to be over at your house tonight for dinner, and I'm a little worried because you've been talking about this dead tree you have in your backyard. <laughs> I don't want to be out there and a giant uh, dead tree falls in on the house well listen it's not necessarily my backyard I, it's almost in the street it's so close to the street and um, I know a few months ago I brought this dead tree up and people called up here and got on to me because they're like you know don't blame that on the city that's your tree and stuff but uh, actually I called tree people and they won't touch it because it's like leaning up against all these power lines or something and um, so the city comes out there and agrees to cut it down and they even spray painted it orange or something so I guess that means it's marked for cut down. That was in April. And uh, every time the wind even barely blows, I'll go out there and there's limbs all over the place. Well, I don't want, what are you doing about your car then? I don't want to park out there and you to have to foot the bill to have my car repaired if your tree limb falls onto it. Uh, your insurance will be paying for that new car. Oh, no, yours. Then, no, it will not. You, you, you will. sue me? Oh, yeah. I wish you would. I'll take you right on the I people's wish court. You would. Judge Wapner will have his way with you. Is he still the judge? <laughs> No, I think he's passed. Oh, no. But I'm highly concerned. And uh, like I said, I had professionals out there. They all agreed the tree is it's, it's going. 
but I can't get anybody to cut it down. You said this thing is massive. It's sixty feet tall. Yeah, tree. You said that. Uh, <laughs> you said your neighbor has now offered your wife to park in her garage, which is strange to me because you have a garage. Uh, I have a garage that was built for a Model T. Like I try these modern cars, they're wider. I don't know, they're just bulkier. And I tried to park a Nissan in there, and I had to climb out of the window. Because I couldn't open the doors. Let me say this about you people with garages. I don't know a single one of you that actually parks in the garage. What y'all do is just store a bunch of boxes in there. Hey, is there a single person out there that successfully parks in their garage? I used to when I had a big garage, but I know what you're talking about. Boxes and There'll boxes like and boxes. A house with a big double garage or something like mm -hmm. that, and they're parking outside. because. <laughs> and then y'all do weird stuff like put a second refrigerator out there. You put everything in the garage except the car. Why is it? Why is <laughs> the garage storage unit? Why is the garage the catch-all for everybody? I guess because it, as you go through life, you start collecting things. You're taking in more than you throw away. And then eventually, you know, where are we going to put this? Oh, I'll just, and it all starts innocently enough, you know, like one box. Oh, two boxes. Three years later, you can't walk in your own garage. I think I read a stat that only 30% of people that have garages actually park in them. Is that, I believe it. And I, w I think it's more like 3% of people. <laughs> you know garage should just be a storage closet, right? I mean, that's basically what it is. And the house I live in, you've been to my house. This house... By the way, I, I didn't tell you this. In two years, we're going to have a 100-year-old party for my house. It's going to be the biggest blowout you've ever been to because in two years, my house will be 100 years old. So you're invited. But in the meantime, you've been in my house. Did you see the closets in my house? Yes. that Ty, Ty you know that house is about 200 years, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And listen, this ain't not like a really nice house like that I showed the watcher where the person was watching the house because it was nice. Uh, this is a... You claim I live in a shed. If the watcher were watching Tig's house, he'd be watching it to because you know to see when it's going to fall in because it's right on the verge. Yeah, the problem with it is it's 100 years old, and also the trees outside are 100 years old. But the closets in my house, you saw this. I guess back in the day, they only had one outfit, like a top hat and a coat. Because that's all you can put in the closet. There's only room for one top hat, a cane, <laughs> yeah, maybe a, a coat, some suspenders. A monocle and a watch. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. So we'll see how it goes tonight. But if that, you're going to sue me if I have a tree fall in your car. Well, that would be so great for this show, by the way. It would be because also we could get on one of those television shows where they fly you up to New York. Now there's a direct flight straight from Tulsa to New York. We could go get on the People's Court or whatever court it is. A lot of people don't know this. If I were to sue Tig. Uh, they fly you out there to be on the court show, and then they even they even pay you whatever settlement it is. Whatever so settlement it is. When Judge Judy used to say, "All right, you owe Daniel twenty five hundred bucks," the show paid that for you. Mm -hmm. So there was no reason for you not to do it. So uh, look forward to that. It's ninety eight five the bull. Today's hot country uh, eight ten. We play beat the bull. Your chance at one thousand dollars right here with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. So uh, Powerball's up to $1.5 billion, an estimated jackpot there. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. But Daniel and I, um, we have a lot of family in Alabama. They don't have Powerball. They don't do the lottery or whatever. One of the only five states in the country, I think, that doesn't do Powerball. So what inevitably will happen is somebody, you know, from my hometown or a family member will text me and say, Ty, can you buy me like five Powerball tickets? And I go, okay, I guess. Wait, they're only asking you for five? Something like that, right? My dad uh, texted me last time. I was like, 
get me $300 worth of Powerball tickets. Yeah, and I had to go, and this poor guy has to sell me three, how many ever that equals? My question is this, is that I've bought Powerball tickets for people before, and and then I go, great, I'll, yeah, sure, I'll go buy you your Powerball tickets. And then, you know, I, I set that aside because that's my brother-in-law's, for example. But then, um, then I'll be waiting on the Venmo transfer. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, Daniel, if somebody has asked me to go buy them Powerball tickets and I win the Powerball, but it's their ticket, but they hadn't paid me yet, am I the winner? That's an interesting question, and I imagine that the, uh, winning a lottery is so rare that it hardly ever happens, but there has to be some law in place. For example, um, if, say, your brother-in-law said, please get me five Powerball tickets, and you go get a, a picture of the tickets and text it to him, says, here's your numbers. Mm-hmm. That's what I've done. Then I think legally they're his numbers. What? If Even you showed he- a jury, if you showed a jury, hey, look. This is, uh, he sent me this picture, and it says, here are your numbers, and here are the actual numbers, and one of them wins. I think legally, that'd be your brother-in-law's uh, money. But what if by jackpot time, he hadn't Venmoed me or sent me the money for the tickets? Those that's, are my tickets, right? That's why we need a lawyer to call in on this one. Or somebody with a legal mind, right? 879-9898, 918-879-9898. Yeah, if uh, If you I, buy a Powerball ticket for somebody, heck, it could happen in Oklahoma, you know, your neighbor might just say, hey, when you're up there, can you buy me some tickets? But if they haven't given you the money and the Powerball hits, that's your winning, right? See, but you remember that one case that time where a bunch of people like at a Waffle House or something like that, they used to always go in on the lottery together. Yes. And one time, like a lady was out sick and didn't get to go in with them. And then the, the everybody won the lottery. And then she sued saying, hey, uh, I'm always in this lottery pool. Why am I didn't get included this time, and y'all win. I am entitled to some of that money. Right. It's, it's complicated. So uh, 918-879-9898, 918-879-9898. If you buy somebody a Powerball ticket, you know, as a favor, it hits, but they haven't given you the money yet. Is that your Powerball ticket? Or their Powerball ticket. Right. 918-879-9898. What do you make of that? 918-879-9898. Chris Stapleton with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. Probably seeing the signs all over and in the news that the Powerball is now one and a half billion dollars. It's 985 the Bull, today's hot country. My question to you is though, and this could happen to you today, uh, you know, a coworker finds out you're going to Quick Trip, says, Hey, would you pick me up a couple Powerball tickets? And you go, Sure, I will. Let's say that Powerball hits, but they the person hasn't paid you for them yet. Isn't that your Powerball ticket? I mean, not to be rude or try to be uh, conniving, but you know, I gotta be honest, Daniel, if if you ask me to go grab a Powerball ticket today. And it hits tomorrow night, but you hadn't sent me the money. I, I got to be honest. I mean, there's a part of me that goes, I think that I've won the lottery, not Daniel. Is that wrong? It's a reasonable thing to think, but you hear situations like this sometime, and people end up going to court. So imagine courts have to hear these kind of cases all the time. So what do you make of that? If uh, you bought a Powerball ticket for somebody and they didn't pay you back by the time the jackpot hit, is that your jackpot? Or would they tell you apart in court? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. Doesn't it depend on if you have the proof? Like like I said, if you send me a picture of these numbers and say, here are your numbers, doesn't that prove intent that you bought those for me? That's uh, why I'm not on the jury. 
or a judge. Um, but we wanted to hear from you, 918-879-9898. Hey, good morning. What's up? All I'm going to say is let your conscience be your guide on your little deal there. My conscience would say that's my Powerball ticket. Now, you, that's what you say. That's, that's exactly right. That's easier said than done, though. <laughs> hey, I mean, it, hey, it, it, if a person gives you the money and you go buy the Powerball, if you ain't settled your account before they draw the Powerball, the man that got the Powerball tickets gets the money. So what, what would you, you do in that situation? Care. You take care of business. So I've been in the same situation. Tell me about it. Well, I give a man $250 to enter a, uh, a gun drawing, and I did not go to the gun drawing in another town. He come back. I, I won the, the cheapest shotgun that there was. How do I know that I even I, – I, I didn't – I didn't get the shotgun that I probably won. I probably I could have won the high dollar shotgun, but he gave me the little one, so I, I didn't see. take care of business. Yeah, I guess uh, somebody sends you uh, money for scratch offs. You could be like, "Yeah, we only won uh, fifty bucks, but he really won a thousand. You don't know. There you go. I see. All right. But how does that hey, relate you, to if it if obviously the brother in law wins and hasn't paid for the ticket yet? What Tig is asking yep. is, whose ticket is that? Tig's who uh, paid for the Powerball or his brothers? It's the man that done the business that bought the, the ticket. So it's my Powerball ticket. That's exactly right. If you're in possession, possession's <laughs> nine-tenths of the law. Okay, nine-tenths. Hey, that's a good point. There yeah, you go. possession is nine-tenths of the law. It's interesting. He calls on a cell phone. He's got another cell phone. What's going on with that? He's busy, and he didn't get awarded the high-dollar shotgun. Hey, good morning, Kai. Where are you calling from? Hey, Bristow. What do you make of this? Well, I... I got two thoughts on it. Personally, it depends on who it was. If I felt like they was going to, you know, do right and break me off some, I would go ahead and, and, and tell them it was theirs. But in the past, I've had an uncle who uh, was in Texas getting ready to buy a lottery ticket from a store, and he, uh, this guy stepped out of the way and let my uh, aunt go in front of him, and she, she scratched one off for 25000 Oh, <laughs> that's rough, <laughs> man. <laughs> You're trying to be courteous. Maybe even chivalrous, yeah. and it costs you $25,000. Well, he, he brings a good point. Uh, this is your brother-in-law that you've buying these tickets for, Tig. Yeah. Do you think he would, quote, do you right? You mean if he won well, a ha like $1.5 billion, dollars, would yeah. he cut me off like $10 million? I yeah. think he probably would. I know I would. Yeah. I, I, I would be happy with that. Well, I appreciate the call, Kai. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, good morning. It's Tig and Dana. What's your name again? I think it's Judy. This is Judy. Yeah, Judy, you there? Yeah, Judy. Yeah, this is Judy Bracken. I'm just thinking that if you buy the ticket and you text him the numbers, then tell him these are your numbers until I get your money. If you don't pay me, then they're mine. Well, then the problem with that is the guy doesn't win the lottery and die just out of his money. Yeah, that's right. And then, of course, anybody would be like, all right, I just won a billion dollars. Okay, here's a dollar. Here's the $2 for the ticket. <laughs> right. Yeah, they would pay true. you after the fact. Maybe you should tie, uh, have yeah. a gentleman's agreement mm -hmm. with everybody you get tickets for. Like, hey, if you win, I get at least 30% of this. Could be, yeah. And, and you could, better text that and make sure there's idea. legal, legal uh, precedence. You know what I heard? That if you're, like, let's say you're on a first date at the casino. And uh, you give your date 20 bucks to throw in a slot machine, mm -hmm. and she hits the jackpot, that's her money. Whoever put the money in the machine, that's, that's who wins. 
What you if never, your player's card is in there, though? I don't know, but I... We got to get a lawyer on this show. This we is are, like, yeah, it was yeah, just blowing too, my like, mind. I'm getting complicated. Complicated now. Two dumb a hillbillies trying to figure this out. I can't. <laughs> we we had to talk for about twenty minutes earlier this week on whether or not uh, Monday would be an appropriate time to say I slept in because of the time change. So I don't think that we we got to get a lawyer. It's uh, ninety eight five the bull. Your chance to win a thousand bucks is at eight ten with beat the bull. Good morning. Ninety eight five the bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Look at that. It's Luke Combs on 98.5 The Bull. Tiger Daniel, I have a prediction, Daniel, that everybody is about to look in their rearview mirror because of what you're about to say. Go ahead. Listen, it's uh, getting winter time, and uh, Tiger and I hate winter because everybody looks terrible in the wintertime, do we not? Our face is all chapped, lips are chapped, look like glazed donuts. And uh, inevitably, for some reason, a lot of times... I'd say about one out of every 10 people you meet get something I call crusty corners. And that's when they're talking, a little bit of white spittle gets in the corner of uh, each lip. And it, Okay, so it dries up and turns white. Yes, and what just happened, everybody that has any access to a mirror just looked up and checked that mirror to make sure they didn't have crusty corners this morning. I just touched my corners. <laughs> yeah, I just did too. I don't have a mirror, so I did have to do a... Uh, Crusty corner check. Crusty corner check. I want to know, uh, if you did just look up in the rearview mirror, I'd like for you to call and admit to it. I want to see how well this works. 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. We had a boss once, and uh, you told him about crusty corners. Remember this? And the ironic thing about it was he was a guy that suffered sometimes from crusty corners. <laughs> and uh, so you tell him about crusty corners, and we're, we're on a trip with this guy, like a business trip. And it gets in his head that he might have crusty corners. And you never told him he had crusty corners. You had just mentioned out loud about people having crusty corners. This guy, the whole trip, putting his thumb and his pointy finger on his lips like the entire trip. You do a little, a little crusty corner check. All the time. What do you think is worse, Tig? Uh, crusty corners. <laughs> oh, boy. what are you going to say? Or Hold deodorant on. nuggets. Huh? That's when sometimes people put on their deodorant and then it has those little white balls oh, of deodorant. Oh, gosh. You see that every now and then, don't you? Also, in the summertime, a big uh, terrible thing is a sweat mustache. Mm -hmm. Do you have to tell somebody, like, if they have crusty corners? If you're a friend, you'll let them know. And I don't know the proper way to let somebody know. I think if you, if you do meet somebody with crusty corners, don't say it to them. Just let them overhear you telling another friend, like, hey, sometimes people get this crusty corner. What is that stuff, by the way, the crusty corner? What we got to get some of that take it to a lab. Saliva, right? Why is it white, Disgusting. though, and frothy? It's uh, ridiculous. Oh, come on. Well, hey, I don't like it either. Somebody's I'm, I'm trying to do a PSA here. You could have crusty corners, and you're being mocked and talked about at work if you do. So a good friend would tell you. Wouldn't you want to know? They have a nose hair. You right. tell them deodorant nugget, which is a, you know. I, you know, I can deal with it, a deodorant nugget. A crusty corner, to me, way out of line. <laughs> if you had that type, wouldn't you want me to tell you? I, I can't stop touching my corners now of my mouth. Okay. Because I'm nervous. Do I have them? No. I would I, let you not pull you aside. I would never, like, have tell I you ever had here. them? No, I've never seen you have them. Okay. Like I said, only about uh, One out of 2 10. to 3% of the uh, population has <laughs> crusty corners. Well, thanks for the public service this morning, Daniel. You're welcome, Ty. I'm just oh, looking out for you. Tulsa I'm, and the surrounding areas, crusty corner free going forward. I'm just like John Tesh. Advice for your life. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 
It's 98.5 The Bull with Tiger Dano and now Dano. It's 98.5 The Bull Fight calling on the Duvall Plumbing Contest line for Laney Wilson tickets. Dano, who do we have today? Today, Tig, we have Casey from Broken Arrow versus Brandon from where are you calling from, Brandon? Preston. From Preston. So two gentlemen today, Tig. It is a battle of the beefcakes. All right, let's do it. Listen, guys, uh, you guys ever seen Law & Order? I watch it all the time. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> Brandon says he's kind of seen it. Yeah. Did you see Not Better much. Call Saul, a great show also. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys some questions about American legal terms. These are all shows uh, or legal terms you might see in these different shows like Law & Order. We will start with Casey. Casey, this money... Paid to be released from jail pending trial is called what? Money paid to Bail be released money. from jail pending trial. What's the answer? Bail money. Bail money is correct. Brandon, this is yes, a sir. crime that is more serious than a misdemeanor. Uh, felony. Felony is correct. How did he know that right away like that? Yeah, he's, he's got a pass. <laughs> <laughs> Casey. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> This is court authorization for a search or arrest. Court authorization oh. for a search or arrest. A warrant. Warrant is correct. Brandon. This is yes, where sir. the judge sits. The judge might say, please approach the blank. Oh my gosh. The, uh, gosh, I went blank. Oh my gosh. Brandon, it was bench. Uh, oh, no. Please approach the, the bench. bench. Yes. <laughs> All right. Casey, this is the judge's mallet. The gavel. The gavel. Brandon, this is the crime of lying under oath. Dude, I'm out of. I'm blank. We were looking for. We were looking for perjury. Oh, okay. Casey. All right. This is the lawyer who opposes the defense attorney in criminal cases. The lawyer who opposes the defense attorney in criminal cases. The DA or the the people? Ask the question one more time, because lawyer who opposes the defense attorney in criminal cases. The, the district attorney or the people? I uh, buzz them on that one. That is incorrect. He's not totally off, but it's a prosecutor, right? The prosecutor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brandon. A jury that can't reach a decision is what? A jury that can't reach a decision is what? I'm blank again. I don't know any of these. That would be a hung jury. Hung jury. Uh, Tyke, at this point, I see no way for Brandon to make a yeah. comeback. Casey from Broken Arrow has defeated Brandon. The Battle of the Beefcakes this morning. But here, Casey has a decision to make. He can hold on to these Laney Wilson tickets. Or he could give them to his opponent, Brandon, in the spirit of friendship. Casey, what will you decide to do? Uh, I think I'm going to keep them. You dirty dog. <laughs>
What? 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 The first time ever, Casey is going to relinquish his prize to Brandon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, uh, Casey, this is unheard of. Why did you decide to do this? Well, I just wanted to, to get on here and answer some questions and see if I could do it or not. Plus, I've got to work tonight. Well, you know, the show's not tonight. Oh, it's not? Uh-oh. Oh, no. What controversy? I believe that you've... <laughs> what do you do here, Tyke? He's, uh, he thought the show was tonight. He's relinquished you know the tickets let to it, Brandon. Well, now Brandon has a decision to make. Would you like to now return the tickets to Casey? If he really wants them, he deserves them, man. He got the answers right. I got them wrong. I didn't know really much besides one. Now, so now he's uh, given you, Casey, the yeah. opportunity to now give them back to him. Casey. <laughs> he can have them. Now he's giving them to Brandon. So Brandon, confused. would you like to hold on to the tickets or? <laughs> yeah, I'll hold on to them. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, you dirty dog. It, <laughs> you stole those tickets from Casey, man. Okay, so in the final analysis, Casey, who won, in the end has given his tickets to Brandon, right. and Brandon has accepted this gift. That, I think, yes. All I right. think that's what we're looking at here. Friday morning vibes on 98.5 The Bull. Uh, for your generosity, though, Casey, guess what this means? Means that, I get to try and win and get and beat the bull. That's right. So that's only about 20 minutes away at 810. Your chance at $1,000. His generosity has paid off. Now he could win $1,000. Brandon, congrats. See you guys later. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. I got to tell you, Daniel, that I watched that, uh, that football game last night. Bixby and Jinx, and I'm sitting there, and I love college football. I just, I love college football. And uh, so I'm not used to high school games being on. And I sat there, and I watched this game last night. And I got to tell you, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it was like watching college football last night. And I started thinking about this. Those, both teams, you know, were really good. You know, everybody had their little problems and stuff. But to see that on ESPN2 was awesome. And I'm looking at the comments on Facebook, like News on 6 Facebook. You know, there's a little bit of going back and forth about, as teams do, but everybody really enjoyed watching that game. Well, what was the going back and forth about? See, because I don't really like sports that much. I do like the stories behind the sports. That's what I find to be intriguing. For example, uh, Bixby had a 58-game winning streak. Yes. And then that's ended, and it makes me think about the individual players, some that have never lost a, a high school football game in their life. You know, to get out there. Lost one last night, and it has to be on ESPN on top of it all. I, I mean, what I a night. There's already enough pressure on you. And then knowing there's this camera with a red light that's in your face, and the whole nation can see you, and you still compose yourself and play that game. I just got to say I was blown away because, Daniel, you went to a, a smaller high school. And, you know, there pretty much if you raised your hand and said, I want to be on the football team, they'd probably let you play, you know, to get on the roster or whatever. But this, these teams last night looked like they could have played – you know, like Alabama or something. I'm not saying they would have won, but they just they just look so well coached. And and uh, I was really impressed. So congratulations to both teams. The only I know Bixby lost their streak, but it was only by three points. It was, well, it was a still great though, game. like that's the thing. There's got to be kids out there that have never lost. And I then know, but on the other side, I mean, what a great feeling to probably take down or end a 58. Th these are stories that these 58 game winning streak. These young men, when they have kids and grandkids, are going to be able to tell them about the time that they played on ESPN, too, if they don't go to college, you know? Well, speaking crazy. also of stories, Ty, did you know that whenever there's a pile-up, I've been told? Okay. okay. That at the bottom of a, a pile-up. A football pile-up? 
Yeah, that they're like pinching each other and <laughs> grabbing everything and twisting <laughs> testicles and trying okay. to spit on people. Well, did, you, tra- did you know that? Well, I heard that, but I'm telling this great story and then you make it into this, but fine. What's your great story? Doug's like, I watched the game and he's sitting over I, here getting I, emotional. I I'm like, to congratulate you're, you're not both saying teams why. on like a great game in front of a national audience. You look like professionals out there and good on both teams was my point. Then you start talking about they're grabbing each other. Well, I've heard that. That's one reason I didn't play football. Because I listen, I hate to be pinched. And if I'm at the bottom of a, um, you could have been a Heisman Trophy winner, except you don't like to be pinched. If I'm at the bottom of a pileup and I'm getting like a 30, 40 second long, you know, pinch free for all, I, I would, <laughs> I would quit right then and there. They give them the business down there. I think. I heard. I heard it's awful at the bottom of a pileup. But congratulations to both teams. That was. Oh, you awesome. know what you need to be doing here is talking about sensual shoutouts coming up. Oh, that's right. Uh, if you'd like to hear your name on the radio, just like all those players were on ESPN two last night, this is just as big a deal. It really you can is. Hear your name on ninety eight five The Bull with sensual shoutouts. Daniel's written pickup lines for a Friday morning. And all you have to do to let us know you're listening is like our Facebook page right now or message us if you already like us. Tig and Daniel. Just let us know you want a shout out. T-I-G-E and Daniel on Facebook. That's T-I-G-E and Daniel on Facebook right now. 98.5 The Bull Weather. Provided by Community Care. Your locally owned health plan. Beat the Bull with Tig and Daniel. Weekday mornings at 810. Today's hot country is 98.5 The Bull. And time now for sensual shout outs. Your chance to hear your name on the radio in a very sensual sort of way on a Friday morning. And Daniel, we can get our shout out when you like our Facebook page. That's just the way for us to know you're listening right now because we'll see your name pop oh, up. Tig, it's follow us on Facebook. Whatever. Tig 2001. Follow us on Facebook at Tig and Daniel. T-I-G-E and Daniel. And you will be uh, you'll be wooed in romance with a very sensual shout out. A very sensual good morning to Colton Cartwright. Dylan Rickard. Ooh, girl. It's daylight savings time, so at 2 a.m. on Sunday morning, don't forget to fall back into my arms. That was kind of cute. That might thank I, you. That Please might actually work in the club. I, I, of course, it'll it work in the club. Wasn't too creepy. Usually, they're awful. Then here we go. Shoutouts on 98.5 The Bull. I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet of God, no rhythm. Though it's easy to pretend, I know you're not a fool. I know you're not a fool, Christy Davis Brumley. A very sensual good morning to Katie Furick, who wants to hear more Zach Bryan, she says. She sent us a message. Ooh, girl, it's going to be raining later on tonight. We should hug and fall into a mud cuddle. It's like mud puddle. That's hilarious. A very sensual good morning to Cameron Ruby. Ooh, girl, are you an election worker for next week's midterms? Because I love watching you work the polls. <laughs> yeah. Kristen uh, Colliver wants to send one to Ben Colliver. Ooh, girl. Are you Tig's haircut? Because I want you to come over to my place. You say Tig's haircut. Yeah, come over. I'm never going to dance again. Guilty feet of God, no rhythm. Though it's easy to pretend, I know you're not a fool. I know you're not a fool, Kobe Naper. Stephen Matt. Ooh, girl. Are you a butcher? Because we need to meet. And he wrote all these. Oh, yeah. Central good morning to Rhonda Sanders. Ooh, girl. What you drive? <laughs> Central good morning to Sandra Baird. Ooh, girl. 
Are you the lotto? I mean, dang it. Are you the Powerball? Because I like you a lotto. You blew it. I know, I did. All right, one or two more messages here. Uh-oh, Cameron Ruby says, I'm a dude. I'm sorry, Cameron. A sensual good morning, finally, to Sammy Ashley. Wants to say a, a sensual shout-out to her husband, Eric Ashley. Ooh, girl. Are you the time change this weekend? Because I like your daylight savings behind. <laughs> okay. Well, look at you go, Dana. What a sensual sort of Friday morning. We can keep it going, too. Is money sensual? It's like somebody I on a nice yeah. date or something. Uh, we got Beat the Bull next. Like, we're three minutes away-ish from Beat the Bull. Your chance at $1,000. The Bull went up to $1,000 twice this week. We'll see how it does after Mr. Aldean on the Bull. Going long every time it's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Dana. Welcome in. Time now for... Beat the bull, your chance at a thousand dang dollars. We play it every day, and we will continue uh, Monday morning too at eight ten. You can win another thousand dollars. But for now, Dana, we have a contestant on the line ready to play Beat the Bull. Yes, it's Jennifer calling from. Where did you say you're calling from, Jennifer? Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. You said you're already nervous uh, to play Beat the Bull, and you're not going to believe it. You know who just walked in the door here? Who? Alan Crone from News on Six. So now he's gonna oh, hear you. Nice. He's gonna hear hear you play Beat the Bull. You've got a huge celebrity in here listening to you play Beat the Bull. A lot of money <laughs> up for grabs. Oh, hold on, Alan. Uh, had some encouraging words. Microphone, Go ahead, Alan. Alan. Hello, hello. You can do it. Meteorologist Alan Crone. Thank you. All right. So does that add to the pressure? Or does it make you? Is he like a more of a comforting? voice for you. No, it's a little bit more pressure. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, Jennifer, you're going to hear some dollar amounts. They're going to increase in volume, or value, I should say. And what you want to do is yell stop when you get to a number you're comfortable with. And you want to yell stop before you hear the bull, because if you hear the bull, he takes away all your money and gives you a $50 quick trip card. Uh, you want to hear a sample of the bull? Sure. Did you hear that? I did. All right, that's why you're trying to avoid. Alan Crone is here. He's full of uh, great wisdom. Alan, if you were playing Beat the Bull, what would be your strategy? Would you stop early? Would you try to let it go to 1,000? What would you do? Yeah, that's a really good call because, you know, I've, I've thought about this before, my friends. Um, <laughs> you have? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Almost every day. <laughs> okay. And I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking kind of in the mid-range here. Okay, that's right. what he says. Well, Alan, this is unprecedented. Will you agree to match whatever she wins? <laughs> I think somebody's <laughs> calling me right now. Out of your own wallet, will you match her winnings? Yes or no? Oh, that's really tough. Alan Crone says, <laughs> probably your, not. What's your answer? <laughs> uh, can we can we discuss this maybe Monday? <laughs> we, could. we could. So he's punting the ball there. He doesn't. Right. Okay, Dan, are we ready for this? <laughs> Jennifer, are you ready for this? Yes. All right. Jennifer, get ready to beat the bull. In three, okay. two, one, good luck. 50, 100, 150, 200, 250, 300, 350. 400 450 Oh, Jennifer! Oh, no! Oh, no! 
and cry. Why'd you do that? I didn't do it. Uh, I, I said, did not hit the button. You said I, wait till the midpoint. I said just kind of. I said about mid. That's kind of mid, right? There is no kind of mid. Five hundred dollars would have been right in the middle, and then you. Oh, oh I, see, I see what's happening here. I you come down Jennifer here. Jennifer, a bunch of money. I come down here to spread good cheer, goodwill, <laughs> and love, and I'm thrown under the bus or, or under the bull That's immediately. Right. I'm sorry, Jennifer. Oh, Jennifer, uh, I'm so Alan, sorry. Yeah. That Alan made you lose all that money, but you do get a fifty dollar quick trip card if that makes you feel any better. Awesome. Yeah. yeah thank you so much. No thanks to Alan. <laughs> 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 well, Jennifer, uh, thank you so much for playing, and uh, please don't be bummed out today. And uh, if your boss needs us to call or Alan to call, let him know why you're late today. Uh, we will certainly be I'll happy do to do it. Absolutely. Do you, do you want to tell us where you work? I sure will. Where do you work, Jennifer? I I work at Regent Bank. Okay. Oh, there you go. Do you have an account <laughs> at Regent Bank, Alan? Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> I want you to get on there. I want you to look up today and tell us. I want you to text us and let us know how much Alan has in the bank, please. Yeah, look up his account. <laughs> well, no. I want to know what he's that. spending his money on. Alan Crow. Halloween candy. <laughs> All right. Well, well, look at you, Jennifer. Tell your friends they still got a chance to win a thousand bucks. We return with Beat the Bull Monday morning. Right here with Thank Ty. You, Will. Thanks so much. And Daniel. Good morning, Gus. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. And I got to say, uh, I watched that football game last night. Bixby and Jinx, I was completely blown away. Welcome into Did You See, brought to you by iCare Associates of South Tulsa. This is where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world and right here in Tulsa. Yeah, did you see this game last night, Daniel? No, I didn't, Tiger. I don't watch uh, sports at all. All right, we got a, we got a technical problem. Yeah, hold on. We gotta get. You can't have a Alan special Crone's guest here. here. We gotta make sure he can hear the uh, broadcast. Sometimes this thing gets a little out of whack. Cool. Hello, hello. Hey, Alan, you there? Hey. Hey, welcome into the Alan Crones with us here. You see him hey on there. news on six. How are you guys? You watched that football game last night, Alan? Or I had to go to bed. bed. Yeah, he has to get up at like what two in the morning? But this uh, one game... o'clock, one a.m. in the morning. Ooh. But I heard it was a spectacular Brother. game. Lots of people there. I watched this game. It was like watching these kids are such good athletes at these schools. It was like watching college football. It really was. It wasn't like watching high school. And it's on ESPN two a little bit from last night. Trojans would add a field goal, make it seventeen to fourteen at half, third quarter. Jinx leading thirty-one to twenty. Jinx fighting Connor Kirby with the quarterback keeper just to the outside. He's in for six. We have a ten-point game. Jinx though back in the red zone. Ike oh. Owens calling his own name. That makes it 38 to 21. And in the end, the Trojans hang on 38 to 35. So broke a uh, 58 game win streak. Yeah, did you know well, that? Yes, I did. Wow. But those kids, I mean, it was only three points. And, you know, it's already got to be nerve wracking to, to be a high school athlete with thousands of people watching your every move. And then to see this camera with this red light trained at your face. Right. You know, and there could be a million people watching you. And they, they did it with composure. And I thought it was a great game. Uh, who were you pulling for last night, Alan? Be honest. Uh, you know, my kids went to Bixby High School, right? So you're pulling for Bixby. Well, you know, I, to be honest with you, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, you know, it's Jinx Bixby. Everybody knows somebody that goes to both schools. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, unfortunately, somebody has to lose in you this know type what? deal. You know what I say? I say congratulations to both teams. Because it was a go. good game, and they got on national television. Also, did you see this? Um, earlier this morning, a, a direct flight, Airlines, Direct flight from Tulsa to New York. So in that sense, Tulsa is now only two hours away from New York City. I know two things about Oklahoma, Ty. One, they love New York, and two, they love Jay-Z. Especially listeners of 98.5 The Bull. I know they do. 
So, uh, Alan, that's you ever cool. been to New York? I have not. You've never, never been, been to New York, York City? I've never been to New York City. What, are you scared to go there yeah, like those Pace Picante I, I commercials? I try not to leave the county. Yeah, the furthest south he's ever Every arrived, weekend, Alan yeah. sits around a campfire like in that Pace Picante sauce, and somebody says New York, and he goes, New, New York, York City? City? What? Are you kidding me? Right. He, he no, doesn't go past Kansas. Know. You've really never been to New York? I've really? No. I'm, I'm, I, I have not been to New York City. Wow. Alan Crone, you got to get out of there, Have man. you been to Bochita? I don't know what Bochita there is. There you go. What, what is, is that? Bochita, Oklahoma. Come on now. Oh, okay. Bryan well, County. He vacations every year in Bochita. <laughs> Did you play anything in high school, Alan Crone? We've never uh, got to know um, you. Your sporting side. Did you play? Uh, played basketball, played marching band, played football in middle school and freshman. I've heard, and if you can tell me if I'm wrong here, if you play okay, football, listening, you get on the bottom of a pileup. Right. What's happening in the bottom of that pileup? The people pinching each other and scratching each other and trying to gouge each other's eyes and stuff? Uh, well, not in high school. You hope not, right? I would hope not, but I heard this is what Daniel they says. Do. Right. They, they yeah. all do weird things under that pileup. Yeah. They're trying to hurt each other. Uh, apparently. Also, um, did you see this? Of course, we know the time change. Oh. Is uh, this weekend, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to throw them back or something, but you really don't because the phones, they update themselves, right? They should. Right. Right. Unless you have like a really old phone. Right. Which may not. So that's an excuse that you can have. Alan Crone's going to need help changing his VCR. You still yes. have a VCR? It flashes off and on. It's He's got really a grandfather nice. clock in his bed. somebody calling. I bet they're calling to tell us what happens at the bottom of a pileup. See, I don't know, man. All right. Hey, it's Ty and Daniel. Who's this? Jack, Jack, uh, with no foul language, what happens at the bottom of a pileup in uh, football? Oh, biting! They bite. People are biting each other. <laughs> oh, biting, pinching, gouging—you know, whatever it is, till they can't see you. Let's see. That's what I'm telling you yeah, guys. What's, ba- what, what's bad is when you bite your own player. Oh no! Oh my goodness! Mistaken and you, identity. You go back to the huddle. You go back to the huddle. Look at the quarterback. And go. Don't worry. I bit the fool out of one of them. He's got a big bite on his arm. You bit your own quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So you bought brought, uh, bought the wrong one. Bit the wrong one. Hey, Alan. What's the worst pronunciation of Oklahoma town? Have you heard from a new weatherman? Uh, the worst. Oh my goodness. That that would take a long time yeah, to me to kind of think about it. There's so many of them that you know that can be out there. There really is. I mean, it would. Yeah, t- okay. And I've been, I've been guilty as well. You know, I've been, I've been guilty. I'm, there, there's so many, you know, great, cool, small towns in, in eastern Oklahoma and southern Oklahoma, western part of the state. Yeah. Taliqua, yeah, around Sapalupa. Sapalupa, you know, people can, you know. Yeah, there's all, yeah, I mean, I've heard that before years ago, Sapalupa. It's like, no. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Hey, all have a good day. All right. You, you too. too. And watch the weather later today, yeah. by the way. Jack used to play football back when they had leather helmets. So, well, <laughs> They're down there biting each other. And no helmets. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> no helmets at all. Uh, that is, I guess, the big story tonight. Uh, Tig and I are having a, uh, a dinner party tonight. Uh, Alan Cronin, we're wondering what's the weather going to be what like. What time is your dinner party? Uh, it starts at 6. 6.30 6 something. What, what are you serving here? <laughs> I bought this thing at a charity, and it's a chef coming over to teach us all how to make pasta, and then he's going to sing Are opera. Are you kidding me? He sings opera, and he's going to teach us how to make pasta. No, 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 no. I want you to learn how to sing opera. When that guy starts singing that opera, I'm leaving for a few minutes. That, it's awkward to me. I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're, what they're saying when they sing opera. That guy's going to be talking about Figaro. I don't know what that is. You, you know my wife is classically trained. Uh-oh. Well, so no, you, you no want offense her to, call, to opera fans. You, you want her to call you and sing some, I mean, not right now, but do you want, I'll have her call you next week and she'll sing no, some opera for you. I don't no? like people singing to me. 
But now anyway. I, I finally found something to get to Daniel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want to upset me, you send like a singing telegram in here or something, I'll leave. I'll just walk right out. Yeah, storm chances this afternoon. So this morning we're going to have some spotty showers. I don't think those will be too significant, but we still have to watch over the next couple of hours. It's already getting pretty strong severe in western Oklahoma. Once we cross the lunch hour, we get into the early afternoon time period, that's a window that we're going to have the potential for severe storms. Um, and this could continue on three, four, five, maybe around the time that you start to learn some opera and, and learn how to cook pasta. But right after that, it should move into the eastern part of the state. Now, you here's used the term all modes of severe, severe weather. That means that we can't rule out large hail, damaging winds, and unfortunately, we can't rule out a tornado warning or two today with this system. And it's not unusual in the fall here in eastern Oklahoma to have a second severe weather season. Uh, so, you know, we, we, everybody knows the weather doesn't follow the calendar. It, it just depends on how it all lines up here. But spring, obviously, we have our big severe weather season. And then we get into fall. It's usually a couple of weeks we have to deal with this, that you, know, you have the warm weather, then it, it gets cold, and then it gets warm, gets cold, and then eventually winter wins. Uh -huh. uh, so just remain aware this afternoon. I got to so pick my kid up at 2.30 today. Is that going to be a difficult pickup for everybody? Uh, maybe just after the 2.30 time. It'd be pretty close to it. Okay. Okay? It'll be pretty close to it. but uh, and, and that's a very good point, Ty, is that around the, that kind of stuff. the pickup line time, bus drivers, administrators, they all do a great job. You know, this is nothing new for them. They watch the weather. Uh, so you need to just do it as well. So I think you'll be fine. Just pay attention. No need to cancel the pasta party. No, you, you, I don't think you should cancel the pasta party. Are you looking for an excuse too? No, no, no. I'm excited about it. I just wanted to, I got worried because Ty's house is like 100 years old. There's nothing wrong with a 100-year-old house. It's is 98 it, years old. So. Is it really? Yep. And uh, Daniel says, I live in a shed. Daniel, so we're listen, a man, this house over there, uh, no. Well, why do you no, live in, my I friend? I live in a brand-new apartment, the Cosmopolitan over on Riverside. Okay, so luxury. apartment versus luxury living. Luxury house. This guy in his house doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have insulation. It has, like, corn shucks <laughs> stuffed in there, <laughs> you know, like. Corn shucks. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. <laughs> Corn shucks. All right, Alan Crone, thanks for the update, brother. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country. Remember, Monday morning, we're back at it again with another $1,000 chance. It's called Beat the Bull at 810 Monday. 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country on a day where we can expect some uh, rowdy weather this afternoon. Uh, even uh, like 2, 3 o'clock when you're picking up the kids from school, that could be a little rough on us. So watch out for that. Good morning, Daniel. Wanted a quick update. You told us uh, the other day about your son running, falling down, knocking out a baby tooth, and knocking two, the, like, his only two permanent teeth loose, and he's only seven. Yeah, you were there for that. He took a nasty spill. He slipped in our kitchen because he was running around in his socks, which I told him a thousand times not to, but he apparently fell right on his mouth. I can't stand to see it. He's in such pain, and it freaked him out real bad, but you guys took him to the dentist. Now you're when you get those permanent teeth in and you're little like that, uh, what are they going to have to do since they were knocked loose? Um, the dentist said they they took x-rays first off because we were I was concerned that, I don't know, I don't know anything about teeth, but somebody said something about a dead tooth. Like if it mm -hmm. loses, you know, connection to your body, it'll die. Um, but the x-rays showed the teeth are good to go. They're just bent, like backwards, uh, you know, like almost like crooked teeth now. And there's really nothing, I mean, aside from braces, we know he'll have to get braces now, which he probably would have anyway because mm -hmm. I had to. But uh, other than that, the kid, you know, if I had slipped two days ago and knocked out a tooth, 
I'd still be whining about still it. Still commis- out of commission. But no, like a kid, they just get over it. You know, know. They, they say when your kids are hurt or not feeling well that you, in a lot of cases, would rather take that pain on yourself. But in that particular instance, <laughs> I, was glad it was, I was glad it was him instead of me to fall down and knock a tooth out. <laughs>